Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. All right, everybody. We are getting started now. I'm going to get us live onto Facebook while you guys come on in and grab a seat. And then we'll welcome get everybody. We got we got a lot of good stuff for you here today. As Dell gets us online, I'll do my best to entertain. I'll do a little song and dance and all kinds of fun stuff. But we got a lot of people that we're seeing coming in. It's always enjoyable. I felt like you know for a while there was a little darn turn and people were coming in because it was summer and kids and transition. And it's nice to see the numbers coming back up. So thank you all you loyal fans who are continuing to show up. Uh, and Dell and I really appreciate. It. We can't do this without you. So. Well, we could, but it'd be a little lonely. It'd be a little less effective. I mean, even if we have the most amazing training in the world, if no one sees it, then it just, you know, it's less effective. So, yes, sir. So let's see. Uh, Facebook is making me do a two factor authentication. Don't we just love Facebook? You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I miss the days when I had the same password for everything and I didn't have to double authenticate. Like, you know, for me, it can be obnoxious too, because I have people, we have different accounts that people log into and it comes to my phone and I'm not, I'm busy doing something and someone's trying to log. Oh, I, I, I don't like double authentication. I wish it would go away. So uh, I know it really sucks. Uh, you know, the other thing is we were trying out LastPass. We're trying to run my company on LastPass. But uh, the issue there is that when some when you let somebody go, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't update it won't log them out of whatever the system they're logged into, and so my my staff keep testing different password systems, which means they keep changing the damn passwords, and I don't have the passwords, so uh, like I get locked out of stuff. That's what happens a lot. Fun. I use I use RoboForm by the way. Works amazing. Robo form. I'll have to check that out. So I don't know if we're getting into, I don't think we're going live on Facebook today. So uh, we'll just get started. How about that, Brian? Okay. Well, there, there's worse things in the world. Let's, let's get started. So I've yeah. been waiting to submit something, but the submit button on the website hasn't been working. Okay. Hmm. We, uh, I thought we uh, updated that, Monty. Here's what you can do. Uh, here's, I'll just chat you my email address. Shoot it over to me. So I'm going to post my email address here in the chat. And you can send it to me. And cool. if we can, we'll play it uh, in this episode. As long as, Monty, as long as you're not planting a booby trap for us, okay? So I've had people in the past send me calls with lots of curse words in them. And then I played them without having pre-screened it. And I was like, oh, that was not appropriate. Uh, yeah, so as long as it's not a booby trap, dude, we'll play it. Excellent. Uh, what do you got for us today, Brian? I got a really interesting call. Um, it's four minutes long. We won't have to listen to the whole thing, but I think that uh, some really good opportunities to learn some stuff here, newer agent. And uh, it, yeah, I'm just, I, that's all I'm going to give you. I'm not going to pre-frame it any more than that. So we'll just go ahead and listen to it. And then I'm sure you've got something you want to share as well. So you ready? Or go for it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I uh, my daughter called. I hadn't talked to her today, and I wanted to. 
Let me preface, I cut the beginning of this call because it was like a minute and a half of dead silence when uh, the woman stopped and took a call from her daughter in the, at the beginning. <laughs> so I, uh, I cut that out. <laughs> can you share Can you share the screen that actually shows the call? Where I see a, a Zoom screen here. It just says Zoom, open Zoom meetings. There we go. Oh, all right, sorry about that. I had a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking at this house. I don't have a realtor yet, okay. and, but I'm kind of interviewing, and I think that's the right thing to do because it makes a big difference if you mm -hmm. can have someone you can communicate with. Absolutely. So um, I saw this cute house in Rogers, and I don't, I'm just not familiar with all the different areas. Mm -hmm. Brian My lives in Fayetteville. Can you turn up the speed on this a little bit? This woman talks really slowly. Probably. Hey, there we go. Right. And and I would like to stay four hundred. Mm -hmm. Low fours are probably even under four. I saw this precious house mm -hmm. on in Rogers on thirty seventh Street. Is that a good area? I don't know. Okay, I'd be glad to look up for you. I'm uh, familiar with the whole area, but I, I am very familiar with Rogers, um, 37th Street. Um, are you familiar area. with Rogers more than you are with Fayetteville? A little bit, but I have been all over Fayetteville as well. Um, but I'm a little more familiar with Rogers because that's actually where uh, my family lives. But I've uh, been, oh. been working in the area long enough that I've gone everywhere. Um, and so, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, um, there's a really cute house. It's only been on the market 23 hours. And what I found is that if the house has good bones and it's in a good area yeah. and pluses, it goes very fast. Yeah, it, it is true. We're, we're seeing um, the inventory has, has dropped through the summertime. Uh, we were up above 60 days, and now we have been around 55 days the past several weeks. Uh, with really fast. So You are correct about that. They, they tend to go pretty fast. Yeah. I don't know if this is a flipper house or mm -hmm. I just can't tell from, from all the information on it, but it looks like there are a lot of houses in that area in, for sale in the threes and low fours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, depending on the neighborhood, you can find uh, yeah that price range uh, and, and the square footage as well as the condition. Um, but there are – yeah, it, you, you can find a pretty good house um, with, good, like you said, good bones, and um, even with updates, uh, it, it's, it's pretty feasible to find them in the, the, the mid-threes to the mid-fours. Um, it's hard, getting harder and harder to find them below threes at all. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's what I've noticed. Uh, yes. Is Olive Street a good area? Is that area – is that good? Beach, Center, Margaret, Olive? Olive, yes, there. It depends. Uh, there's there's some older areas along Olive that are um, just just older, you know, older houses. But then there are other places along Olive. But the closer you get to I-49, um, there's there's some more established. There's a reason I'm playing this, by the way. Um, but there are some nice places. They have been kind of revitalizing the area towards downtown. Um, there's several new new construction um, houses along that area. So it just kind of depends on what what part of Olive you're looking at. Okay, there's another cute one on Quail Terrace. That um, I I guess I should drive around. Uh, uh, Rogers and see, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's the. I need to take that. Brenda, can I call you right back? Yeah, you bet. Not a problem at all. Here. Okay. So why I played this and why I think it's important is, she points out that at the beginning of the phone call, that she's interviewing realtors, and he never once comes back and asks her what the heck she's looking for in a realtor. Like yeah. he had a yeah. perfect opportunity. 
it, she she was doing that. Now I know that she's kind of all over the place and kind of a mess and all that kind of stuff, but that is the most important question to get answered. I think sometimes as real estate agents, we get so focused on the finding the house, on finding worry about interest rates. Where this person needs a realtor. She said she wants a realtor. She said she's interviewing a realtor and never once did we take any opportunity to ask that person what they wanted, how we could help them. She did talk about communication. So I would also say, great, what is the best form of communication for you? Some version of this. And, you know, many people would look at it. Oh, it was a great call. And it wasn't a bad call. And I'm sure he'll call her back. But it, there was nothing. He missed any opportunity to have a conversation with her about what he wanted, what she wanted. Yeah, I don't think that was a good call. Okay, good. I don't either. But you know, a lot of people would. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing myself coming out of your speakers. Wait. We're good. I'm not hearing it now. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that was a great call. I mean, she was talkative and asking him questions. So I guess you could consider that the good part, but he, you know, I definitely heard some issues, definitely the one that you say. And then twice she asked him a, a big booby trap question, which is, is that a good neighborhood? Right. Uh, that is a very delicate question. Uh, when people ask you that, because she could be a tester uh, for fair housing and things like that, at baiting you into giving, you know, a, a, an answer about uh, the quality of a neighborhood that could end up uh, getting you in trouble based on protected classes or anything mm -hmm. like that, right? So I would, uh, you know, that's a piece I want to point out to the listeners is when people ask you if that's a good neighborhood, one, you can ask them when you say good neighborhood, what do you mean by that? What, what does that mean to you? What's a good neighborhood to you? And then the other one, so we sell real estate in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a massive place, right? A huge urban place with some neighborhoods that I wouldn't drive through in the daytime with my doors locked, you know, and then some other neighborhoods that are awesome. So especially we get this question a lot from people who aren't familiar with the area or aren't familiar with the city. And so in a lot of cases, what we say is, hey, you need to come drive around and see if you feel comfortable. OK, uh, that's the answer. Is it a good is that a good area? It's in the eye of the beholder, baby. You got to go hang out there, drive through that area and see what you're comfortable with. And you tell me if it's a good area. Yeah. Now, my market, I wouldn't call it rural, but it's it's not Philadelphia. Like there's not any place in the area that I lived and sell real estate that I was like, holy crap, I don't want to drive over there. I'm going to get shot. That doesn't exist. So what we were always taught is kind of similar to what Dale did. So when people would ask me about the neighborhood, I would do exactly, you know, what are you, what are you asking? Because I want to make sure that I'm answering your right question. Oh, I want to know if any of these type of people live there. Then I'm like, look, I can't answer that question. That's inappropriate. Unprofe I, I'm, I'm as a realtor, I have fair housing issues. I can't answer that question. That didn't happen very often, thank God. It did happen to me a couple times. Are any of these kind of people live there? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I'm, you're not my client anymore. I didn't. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, happened, I, it's, hap it's happened to me too, where somebody's like, I won't sell my house to this kind of people, and you're like. I'm not the person for you. So good yeah. luck with that one. Yeah, you need a different agent. So, but the thing I always used to tell people to do is drive through the neighborhood after six o'clock. Just after people get off work, get yeah. an idea. And I'm not going to tell you that's a good neighborhood, a bad neighborhood, but what you're going to see is how people live in the neighborhood. Yeah. So 
you know, is there people who took their couch and put it in their in their driveway and are sitting there drinking beer? Maybe you think that's awesome. Maybe you think that that's horrible. I know where I fall on that. But there's neighborhoods like that where you drive around and there's like four couches in the driveway after six o'clock. Again, I don't want to say, well, you know, it's kind of a, a sketchy neighborhood because I'm in trouble, you know, and even if it's sketchy because I think people sit and drink beer on their couch in the front yard, I'm not going to say that. Just go ahead and drive around the neighborhood, get an idea or offer to do it with them, you know, something. But that's what you're you're wanting people to do. And it's a it's such a challenging question. <laughs> I hated that question. Yeah, it's a, it's such a personal decision for people. Anyway, they really have to you, you should never buy a house to live in in a neighborhood that you've never looked at, you know. Uh, well, so, And I would also suggest that you can send them to different websites. Here's some information on this website. It has school information, it has demographics, it has all of this. Go and check it out. Yeah, I'm not telling somebody anything. I mean, I'm going to check out schools, even though I don't have any school age kids. I want to know about the school district that I'm buying a house in. Why? Because at some point in time, there's a good chance I'm going to sell that house. And I want the schools to be highly rated because that's important to people. And the majority of people, I would say probably 70% of buyers have kids. So, you know, that's an important thing. So those are kind of things that you can talk about. You can talk about the schools in this neighborhood are rated as a 93 out of 100 by this system okay there's nothing those are facts and they're facts that are completely legal so anyway um and the last thing i want to say about this guy i appreciate that he listened he was doing a good job of that but you've got to take a little bit more control of the conversation you guys didn't hear it but this woman literally took a minute and a half call from her daughter at the front of it i cut that out and at the end she bailed on him for something else and the reason was he never had any control of the conversation whatsoever right Yeah. And the big danger, you know, we talk about this on the show frequently. The big danger there is that he doesn't get her back on the phone again, that he can't get in touch with her again. He didn't have a whole lot of purpose to what he was doing. And, you know, I, I, on one hand, I've experienced this too. And, you know, if, if a prospect is driving the conversation, asking questions and is genuinely uh, inquisitive, it's hard to like say, oh, well, cut them off and you take control right you want to let them do that but you need to be paying attention to is this a productive conversation that we're having am i learning about you in this conversation and am i building rapport with you in this conversation and if your prospect is asking a bunch of dumb questions let's just put it that way like meaning that when your prospect is asking unproductive questions that aren't helping them really move forward and aren't helping to move the the discovery and or potential transaction move forward then you can step in and help guide it right yeah better questions and help her give you better information so that you can actually help her right and so she gave him a chance to talk a couple times and one of the things that i would have liked to see happen is whatever he said and then immediately follow it don't give her an opportunity to break in hey it sounds like you've got a lot of questions about different areas around here. Out of curiosity, what specifically are you looking for? All I did is turn turn over so now I'm in control of the conversation. Yeah. I didn't cut her off. Again, you do have those people who never breathe. They're they're but they're not that not very often. She he talked and yeah. and he took his opportunity to simply agree with her, which I like, but then the second you're done agreeing with her, hey, 
by the way, it sounds like this. Right. Yeah. Take the what, conversation back over. Yeah. What you did was you just you directed the conversation in a more productive way, right? Hey, uh, okay, let's let's get this on track so this can be more productive. And then you asked your question that would get her to keep talking, but give more productive, you know, content. Yeah. Yeah. What specifically are you looking for in a house? Oh, yeah. this and this and this. Is the neighborhood important to you? You've mentioned the neighbor. Oh, yeah, the neighborhood's super important to me. What about the neighborhood is important to you? Yeah, there we go. That's that's how you make it more productive. Uh, you know, what's funny is the call that I have coming up here kind of uh, falls in with that same kind of concept. We're going to hear this salesperson do a lot of talking after the lead objects to him, but really get nowhere. And and so yes. it's and what you can end up with is a salesperson who's like, hey, man, I don't know. These leads just aren't converting. You know, like I'm talking to these people, but nothing's happening. I'm sure you've heard that before. Right, Brian? Occasionally. <laughs> Uh, yes, that happens frequently. So I'm going to play this one and uh, we'll hear, I'm sure that you and I are both going to have a lot of feedback in terms of how that could have gone better. Uh, let me see here. I'm having technical difficulties today. The universe of the internet and Facebook are not cooperating with me. Okay, so what do I have it set to? By the way, everybody, somebody was like, oh my God, he's a fast talker. I asked Brian to turn up the speed on that one because that woman was, oh my God, it was, I've, I've seen grass grow faster. And Dale was going to pull out his, all of his beautiful hair if he had to listen to it any longer. So. <laughs> That's a lot of pulling. All right, are we ready? Let me, give me a thumbs up. Wait, uh, let me make sure I shared this right. I probably didn't share this right. <laughs> by the way what dale's talking about those of you who don't play with zoom a lot there's a button that says share sound it does not default there no you wouldn't you wish that would be the case all right here we go so i'm just skipping over the intro he said who he was where he was from asked her how she was doing this is an in, this is an internet lead on, on their website I'm fine. Um, so when I signed up, I said I wasn't going to be ready probably to sell my house for about four months. Yeah. But I keep getting bombarded with uh -huh. realtors calling me, and I'm I'm not ready yet. So understood. Um, okay, in, in in four months, that's you know it's a good time to sell at that point. Um, you know it's getting right before summer when people are really looking hard. So, um, do you mind if I? Uh, <clears throat> I'm, and I'm sure other agents have asked the same thing, but do you mind if I reach out um, a little bit further into the spring and I can kind of show you what I can do uh, to help? Sure. You, you bet. Awesome. Right, shaking your, you're shaking your head. <laughs> this is terrible. Right? It's, it's, it's terrible because, why, like, why are you just going to take that no? You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're getting bombarded by calls. I'm sure that's really frustrating. I would hate that to happen to me too. Roll into a discovery question, man. Like you don't have to take, you know, reinforce that she isn't going to do anything for a while. And then, you know, have this very weak close to just follow up with you later. So apparently I'm in an ornery mood today, but I can hear myself. I literally wanted to say this. Hey, Susie, you know what? I got a way to solve that so that no one else will bother you. Are you ready? <laughs> and then, but I might, I literally might've done that. And she, but what do you mean? Just tell them that your agent is Brian Curtis and they will leave you alone and then see what they say. And I'm like, listen, I'm just joking. I understand that you're not, but 
I think I might have done that in that scenario. Just had a little bit of fun with her. It's a it's kind of a test to see because she she I don't know if you heard like if you guys were paying attention to this, but she was happy to be on the phone, even though she was irritated. At the same time, she was happy. She was like she had a really good disposition. I, I think I would have told a joke there. I would have said, hey, I know how to solve that problem for you if you're interested. Well, what do you mean? Just tell him Brian Curtis is your real estate agent. Okay, I'm just teasing. I'm not, you know, and just I, I think I would have done that. That's funny. I I would have. I think that's one option. I would have uh, again just you know agreed with her that that sucks to have a bunch of agents calling you, and then I would have just proceeded to ask her discovery questions about her house and why she's selling or where she's going to or why she's you know don't tell them, are you are you leaving you're not you're not leaving town are you what's going on like so a joke in that way maybe. Um, but not just accepting that she said no and isn't going to do something. Let's yeah, talk. and by the way, I hate, hate, despise. I, mean, I don't know if I could say it strong enough. Is it okay if I call you back sometime? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. If that, you say that, I've just insulted you. I'll apologize, but stop it. You know what that is, Brian? That's like the verbal equivalent of the dead fish handshake. You know, uh, when somebody yeah. doesn't... <laughs> You know, yeah. that's like a limp, that's, a limp handshake. Yeah. I would rather someone tell me to go to hell than deal with that question. Seriously. <laughs> and and by the way, if you want to use some version of it, and I wouldn't have used it here, but there are times you do use it. Hey, absolutely. By the way, I follow up with people every once in a while. So I'll just give you a call sometime next month if, you know, and, you know, maybe things have changed. Yeah. Or some version of that. You don't ask because I can tell you right now, I would say no to that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Don't no. call me back. Yeah. Or, you know, either you, we, you and I would say no. Uh, and a lot of people say yes, but they said yes to all the other annoying agents who just bothered them. Right. Yep. At that point, this salesperson gave her no additional value uh, or any other reason to talk to him than any of the other annoying agents have given her. Yes. And, and that's really, Yeah. It, it, by the way, clearly she's spoken to a whole bunch of agents. You got a bunch of them are calling. Yeah, a bunch of them are calling her, but we don't know if they've gotten her story. Well, and that's a good point. Um, where I was going is here. You got to be different. He was just like every other agent out there. I said, "Great, I'll call you back." You know, is it okay if I call you back in a couple of months and check in? I guarantee you. If she talked to five agents, four of them said some version of that. Yeah. Because that's what we're taught to do. I don't or maybe I don't know where we learn it, but it's not taught by Dale or I. But that's what you hear agents over and over and over do. It's like, well, maybe I can beg you to talk to me later. So be different. Hey, out of curiosity. So it sounds like you've talked to a bunch of agents. Did you like any of them? Yeah, <laughs> Did anybody exactly. say anything interesting to you? Or <laughs> Hey, I understand that you don't, you, that you're not listening to your house right now. Out of curiosity, when are you going to start interviewing agents? Yep. Yep. I don't know, but you, you got to differentiate yourself. If you're using the same exact lame script that every other agent is using, you're not, you're not going to differentiate yourself and you're just going to get lucky. I don't know how else to say that, but be different in some way, shape or form. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at, also at the end of the day, like you, you interrupted this woman during her day and she's already saying that she's had too many agents who she keeps telling that she's not doing anything for the next four months. 
don't exit that call with the lame thing that you said, which is, can I call you back, right? Think about it mm -hmm. this way. Give her, make this conversation worthwhile for her. The yeah. way that you're going to make the conversation worthwhile for her is getting enough information from her that you can either give her advice or make her feel, it, somehow improve her awareness or plan of what she's planning to do, right? So be involved. You got to, at that point, you have to get more involved. That's the only way she's getting any value from you. And if you yeah. just tuck your tail and run, then you've just wasted her time like everybody else did. Cool. You know, and something I might do in this scenario, we use a thing called HomeBot, which is an automated system. Hey, I'll tell you what, Susie, I'm just going to put you on this system. It's really cool. It allows you to look at a whole bunch of different variables. It really won't have anything to do with me, but it's this thing called HomeBot. All of my clients love it, and I put a lot of people on it, and I'm just going to put you on that system so you can check and see what's going on with the market, if your housing value is going up or down, other things. It's just really good information. Here's the best part. If you decide you hate it, you can hit unsubscribe. Nobody does that, but if you want, you can do that. There, I added some value. Yeah, that's value right there. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are just about at time uh today i today's been off man i realized i didn't do the intro to say that it was cash call and brian curtis and dale archdeacon we didn't get onto facebook uh you know all the way around it's been weird but it's the summer brian you know you know i love when i can have an excuse like it's the summer it's so. the summer yeah <laughs> i'm at the beach uh you know things are I'm a little not. slower <laughs> yeah I'm a little jealous. It looks like somebody's got their hand raised, and I don't know. Um, we can't talk to you, but uh, at least not directly. Yeah, so if you have a question, it. go ahead and put it in the chat. But uh, if not, I think uh, I think we're going to do something we never do, and we're going to end a minute or two early. All right. I think that sounds good, man. So everybody, uh, submit your calls. If you go to smartsalescoaching.com, we'll make sure that that link gets fixed. Uh, you can submit your calls right there and upload them into Dropbox for us, and we'll play them live on our call uh, weekly when we're here. So if you have a team, grab some of your agents' calls. If you have ISAs, definitely grab your ISAs' calls. Drop them into, the, uh, into that link, and we'll be able to play them live on Cash Call and give you some feedback. And, you know, of course, in some cases, maybe have a laugh, but... We do it in it all in good, uh, you know, whatever that is, where we're trying to help people. Good we story. are trying to help people. And, you know, again, sometimes we get a little harsh, like, stop it. But it, I hope you guys all know. And, you know, one of the big things about communication is the tone that you use. So I hope that, you know, that Dale and I are always saying things in a positive tone and just having a little bit of fun. Mahalo. Okay. Awesome. I love it. So, so, so my, some of my maybe Hawaiian friends, that's, that's amazing. So you all have a great week and uh, Dale and I will be back next week and hopefully have some great information to provide you now. All right. See you everyone. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.